Hello, my name is Carol Romeo, and I am an experienced marriage and family therapist, as well as a practiced spiritual counselor and author. I am here to share with you my journey leading me into the healing heart of God. It has been an amazing journey, and I am so excited to share it with many of you who have had past or present similar experiences as me. You will see in my books the many different ways God has reached into my heart and brought healing from the depth of his heart. Today, I will share with you from my book, Traveling with the Life Giver. I wrote this story for those of you who are recovering from the trauma of abuse. As an abuse survivor myself, I learned firsthand how difficult the recovery journey can be. Throughout my schooling, studying for my degree in marriage and family therapy, I discovered that many of my emotional and relational struggles were the direct result of the abuse I suffered in my childhood. I always remembered my abuse but I hadn't recognized the degree of its impact on so many areas of my life. This was indeed an eye-opening experience that catapulted me into a season of intense inner healing, where the Holy Spirit joined hands with the wisdom I was gaining to bring me the healing I so desperately needed. This book joins those two agents, the spiritual and the psychological, to bring you the insight you will need in your recovery. It is my hope that as I share my journey with you, you will understand more fully what you will need for your restorative process. I encountered many bumps and detours as I traveled. And therefore, it is my desire that this writing will help you avoid some of those pitfalls and give you a clear view of where you are going. I wrote my story as an allegory so that you can more easily insert your own story into my illustration. The main character, whose name is Cherished, was abandoned by her parents. Life-giver took her into his home to live with him. While she was there, a character named Abuse broke into the home and abused her. In her traumatized state, she blamed Life-giver for not protecting her, and she ran from his home into the darkened forest. Her anger not only drove her into the forest, but as she held fast to her anger, it propelled her to further herself more and more from the life giver. You will discover that inside the forest, Cherished would meet the enemy forces that dwelled there with the enemy king, who was the ruler of that land. She met shame, doubt, pain, abuse, death, and finally despair, who would lead her more deeply into the isolated forest. When she looked at the state of her heart, she realized that her former love, focused on the life giver, was now buried under the lies that were rehearsed into her ears 
by her many enemies. Doubt was the one who whispered to her her new name, Forsaken. She hesitated taking on that new name, but sadly she could no longer remember the love coming from Life Giver. Her enemies were delighted when she decided to respond to her new name. That was a picture of what I went through when I suffered from physical illness and blamed God for abandoning me. Since I had suffered abuse and abandonment in my childhood by my parents, when I began suffering from fibromyalgia, it was easy for me to believe the lies of my enemy Satan and the demonic that Jesus, the life giver, had abandoned me. My body was tormented because of the physical pain, and my soul was tormented by the lies that came from my childhood abuse. Abuse of all sorts, physical, sexual, and emotional, all produce trauma. The enemy of our souls is Satan, and he produces the lies which can come from old trauma. Since I was abandoned by my grandmother, whom I was very close to, it was easy to believe that God was abandoning me. I was also abandoned emotionally by alcoholic parents who left me alone to solve my own problems. I was deeply depressed and struggling most days with dark thoughts when I realized that something needed to change in my life. God was very gracious to me, and he met me by his Spirit at one of the chapel services I attended in school. His love touched my heart in a very dramatic way. Following that time, the Spirit began to uncover all the lies that I had believed. He led me into a season of repentance to God and renouncing the lies, breaking the power through which those lies had captivated me. This was a life-changing experience. The effects of trauma can be healed. However, it does take a transformation of our thinking, followed by a choice to turn back to God and believe His truth. I believe traveling with the life giver is important because it not only includes instruction on the spiritual aspects of recovery, but also the psychological tools that are necessary for recovery. When I began to apply those teachings to my life, my recovery was not instantaneous, but it was constant. Bit by bit, my thinking was transformed from dwelling on the lies to applying God's truth. Health came to my body, spirit, and emotions thoughts, and eventually to my body. At the end of each chapter, I include reflective questions concerning your responses and directives on how to shift your responses. Here is an example from one of the chapters. Forsaken needed to believe again that she was cherished. The Spirit revealed to her that life giver's love never changed even in her disbelieving state. What had changed was her ability to recognize and receive his love. 
The other thing the spirit revealed to her was that the significance life giver had placed in her was still there. The enemy had lied to her and convinced her that there was nothing good left in her to save, that her significant worth was crushed or deadened through her life circumstances. The spirit's revelation was one of awakening the life and vitality that was still inside her, waiting to be revived. Examine these reflective questions with me. Number one, was there a place in your journey where you believed that your life circumstances crushed and destroyed anything good that was once present in you? Abuse and neglect can cause you to feel this is so. What was or is this like for you? Number two, what is the significance that the Lord Jesus has placed in you, gifts, abilities, goals. What can you do to reclaim that significance? The enemy sometimes progresses a step further and convinces us that the life of God that was originally placed in us was stolen and is no longer present. That is a lie. All forsaken had to do was dare to trust again, and the spirit began to awaken the life within her. What is your experience? What do you want to believe? You can work through this book alone, although you may gain more healing by experiencing it with one other person or with a group. If you want to attempt to gather a group together, The book also includes guidelines for that purpose. Sharing with another person or persons can bring added healing. James 5.16 reads, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. When I obtained my license as a marriage and family therapist, one of the first projects I focused on was writing this book and the companion book, Journey into Wholeness, workbook, which was later rewritten as Journey into Wholeness. I also formed an abuse survivors group using this material, which was videotaped. You can see some of that video on my YouTube page. Serving abuse survivors quickly became a main focus for my counseling center and prayer ministry. I adopted a saying I heard one day, that God takes our mess and turns it into our life's message. That is certainly what he did for me. He not only healed me from the effects of my childhood trauma, but also the abuse that I brought into my marriage and to my children. My turning point came when I gave my life to Jesus. Although I had to take the steps to align myself to God's ways. In traveling with the life giver, you will gain a picture of the spiritual realm and what it looks like to align ourselves to the kingdom of God. Throughout this part of the text, I make visible the spiritual realm that is mostly invisible. 
you will experience the life giver as he visits Cherished in her dream and invites her to ride with him on his beautiful white horse into the spirit realm. This is actually a vision that the Lord revealed to me. Through the character of Cherished, you will view a demonstration revealing her process of dispelling some of the heartache that she had experienced throughout her traumatic event. All forms of abuse, even spiritual abuse, leave emotional wounds that need to be acknowledged, and often it is necessary to express a verbal affirmation to their existence. Although Cherish tried to hide her wounds by fleeing into the darkness, eventually the pain started creeping to the surface, exposing the damaged emotions inside. She found that her tears finally escaped unrestrained. Anger became mixed with sadness, violence was mingled with helplessness, and bitterness was mixed with fear. As she acknowledged her internal pain and proclaimed its existence, she discovered some emotional satisfaction. Nevertheless, she realized how alone she felt and how she longed to find someone or something to answer her deepest cries. Cherished hadn't realized at that point in her journey that the spirit was there to hear her. She also did not realize that she could have exposed her cries to others who would have listened and joined her in her misery. This is my reflection at the end of this chapter. Abuse produces all kinds of negative emotions that need to be processed for the recovering person to move into health. Cherished had repressed those emotions for some time, though when her defenses started breaking down, she had to face what was housed within. Processing our emotions involves several steps. Acknowledging the emotion, speaking to someone else about it, allowing the Lord to heal it, and releasing the lies or attachments that are connected to the trauma. Since Cherished was running from her pain, she was forced to experience the feelings when her defenses started breaking down. A better way is to embrace the pain and find someone who is willing to walk through it with you. Examine these reflective questions. Number one, are you running from your pain or are you ready to embrace it and talk about it. Do you have someone to do that with? Number two, journaling is another way to express your internal agony. This week, journal about your abuse and share it with one other person. If your negative emotions feel too big, get help from a professional therapist, minister, or a recovery group. There is nothing weak or ungodly about needing help. Just make sure that the person is familiar with abuse recovery. Cherished inabilities to hold on to the identity that life gave her had promised her eventually led her to hide herself even more completely into a cave 
that was hidden inside the rock wall. This is where she met a new member of the enemy forces whose name was Shame. Actually, it was false shame that Cherish was suffering from. True shame leads us to Jesus, where we can repent of the wrongdoing and change the action. False shame, however, is produced by the enemy. His main intention is to convince us of our unworthiness. As Cherish sat in the cave, shame rehearsed in her ears how her damage would keep the life giver from helping her. The truth was that the spirit was always with her. All of a sudden, Cherish noticed that the cave was now a little brighter than it was before, and she experienced a little more peace in her heart than before. The spirit began to reveal the truth of God's love to her and that she had believed the lies of the enemy and not trusted the care life-giver always had for her. He repeated to her the promises that life-giver spoke to her and how life-giver still wanted to restore her back to his presence. Her heart was saddened at the truth that her poor choices led her into this darkened state, and she was moved to pray to life-giver for the first time in a long while. She began by repenting of her disbelief in his promises and mistrust of his love. As she moved to her knees and bowed her heart before him, her heart shifted and she found a place to let him in. Hidden to cherished and her enemies, the spirit sneaked the life-giver's promise book into the cave. When he uncovered it and presented it to her, Cherished was surprised and blessed by a note Life-Giver had included in the book, and she was pleased to discover that she could now take it in. Can you take it into your heart as well? Here is the poem that Life-Giver wrote to her. My cherished one, my love for you, is tender as the rose. Behold how sweet the blossom is, how lavishly it grows. Why do you turn away from me and hide yourself in shame? When I would come and lift you up, I do not come to blame. I know the hurt and all the pain. I traveled that way too so that now I could be with you and help to bring you through. You may not recognize at first my purposes and plans, but do not worry, my dear child. You are safe in my hands. All that I ask of you, my child, is that you come and rest. Can you trust me now to love you? Come lie upon my breast. Love from Life Giver. When Cherished's heart was finally able to take in Life Giver's love, the stones of her cave began to fall from around her, 
and exposed the brilliant light and the green meadow where life-giver had promised he would take her. The pain of her past was now absorbed by the light. She was excited to discover that her mind was now filled with the promises that were, for a season, forgotten. She was also excited that she could better hear the voice of the Spirit speak to her. Having that knowledge, he began telling her that Life-Giver had a mission for her. Her calling was to be a warrior for Life-Giver and dispel the enemy forces wherever she went. Cherished hesitated believing that and questioned the Spirit. How can I be a warrior for Life-Giver with all of my failings? Spirit's reply was that he would be the one to empower her when she asked for his help. She was still awestruck that life-giver would trust her to serve him, but with his help, she was ready. Cherish now remembered all the ways he tried to help her, even through the dark forest. His forgiveness led her to forgiving herself and taking in his offer to be a warrior of his. She also remarked to the spirit, Thank you, precious spirit, for helping me open the closed places in my heart so I can hear and respond to your call. Will you answer this reflective question? In what way is the spirit leading you out of your confinement? Can you invite him to be with you throughout the rest of your journey? As the spirit directed, cherished on the path in front of her, she was reminded of the dream he gave her while in the forest. She remembered the angelic forces who traveled with her and life giver and fought the enemy forces successfully. This remembrance brought assurance to Cherish Heart that she would not be sent to fight on her own. It is my hope that this book, Traveling with the Life Giver, A Spiritual Journey Through Recovery from Abuse, would be a companion to strengthen you through the rest of your travels with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will be freshly alerted to the spiritual realm around you, even when you can't see it. Wholeness is possible when you invite the Spirit to direct you. That is the reason, with all my counseling experience, that I included the spiritual component in the process. My name is Carol Romeo. Thank you for tuning in today. I enjoyed meeting with you. Look for my future podcasts entitled The Healing Heart of God, as well as my books available on Amazon. And please don't forget to subscribe. May you walk in many blessings.